Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retro Rewind. Today, we are talking about Wolfenstein 3D. Yes, gentlemen, grab your Lederhosen and your pretzels. We are going to go to Castle Wolfenstein. Uh, not not the crappy ones, the, the one that started off a really good franchise. Uh, just to get this quick out of the way, my, my partner here in crime is Craig. Verboten! What, what's Verboten? Oh, that's the, uh, the uh, Symphony of the Night, Sword. You know that sword that says Verboten oh, when you slash oh, okay. it? Before I played this, I had a really tough time remembering if it was this or Medal of Honor that was like, Scheissen Americana Sodaten! Every time you got seen. I think that was Medal of Honor, though. Must be Medal of Honor. Yeah, because um, I don't think they would say Scheisse. What does that mean? I, Is that poop? I think it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's shit in German. I think. Either that or it's would you care for a crumpet. I, I'm not sure. Uh, World War II would be very different if that's what they were saying the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, terrible, terrible revisionist history aside... Uh, Wolfenstein 3D was released for MS-DOS, that's kind of the big one, in 1992, and subsequently it was released on everything. Everything from the 3DO, the Apple II GS, Linux, iOS, 360, PlayStation. If you can think of a system, chances are Wolfenstein 3D is on it. Uh, and I don't really think I need to say this, but you know, the, the Doom crew was kind of behind this of John Romero, Tom Hall, John Carmack, you know, the big guys from id. Okay, so um, the big thing with Wolfenstein 3D is, well, it was kind of one of the first major 3D games, right? Um, there, 3D had been done before, but not near as nice as this one was. Uh, Craig, when did you first play Wolfenstein 3D? Oh my goodness, it would have been fairly early on after release on a, on a DOS version. I remember essentially running about thinking, I'm I'm shooting baddies, I, I didn't even understand the whole Nazi thing, I don't think, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it must have been eight or nine shooting things. Again, it was... I'd hate to admit this on a lot of these shows, but it would be if, when it comes to PC games, it would almost certainly have been a game that my dad had bought from a pirated, DV, you know, like CD collection of all the games released type thing or a um, discettes, like a sampler kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. So um, I feel terrible admitting that, but it more than likely was how I played it. And I'm kind of I, surprised. Oh, sorry. Can I, can I, no, on uh, you go, on you go. Kind of surprised, surprised your dad never got caught. I mean, if you see a fine, upstanding Scottish gentleman talking to a guy in a peg leg and a bandana, you're kind of pretty <laughs> certain nothing good's going on there. Honestly, I've I've explained this before, but like when I, when I was that age and we were buying, we would go up to a market and there was an outdoor market in the open, and it was just rows and rows and rows of pirated media, DVDs, CDs, you know, like games. Out in open trade. It wasn't like it was a dodgy guy in a back alley somewhere. It was just sitting. Out of curiosity, were they mostly uh, American games? Because I wonder if that is why it was kind of in a gray area. 
No, I think it was. I think it was generally speaking. By the time it hit the high, it was every released game that week, or at least the big releases of the week, regardless of region. That's kind of nonsense. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, you got to play a multitude of games, so I mean, some good came out of it. Uh, some good did, and we, and we did part. We did. We did purchase a lot of games as well. It was just this was a week and a shut up, Craig. I want. I need to keep you busy for the weekend, so here's a disc <laughs> full of games type thing. I, I take it uh, whenever he would buy a new game, it's because you broke your conquer. Uh, bloody conquers. Conquer fell off the bloody tree the other day and smacked the windscreen of a car as we were driving along. Absolutely pooped myself. Did you have an urge to run a piece of string through it? <laughs> I did, actually. I did that. That's a good conquer. If it's coming after a car, that's a keeper. Conquer's got some balls. Uh, so I, I played this on the Super Nintendo since I didn't really have a computer that could play anything of note whatsoever at the time. And I want to say, let's see, hold on. Yeah, I was I was roughly. Wait, hold on. I can't do math, Craig. SNES came out in '94, so I was nine years old the first time I played this. If I played it year of release, I couldn't tell you either or. Um, and as such, playing it on the Super Nintendo, um, the, it was really special because there was really no other game like it, at least in my small little world. You know, I was like, "Whoa, this is this is whoa!" And I'm killing Nazis, and this is really cool. Um, until about 40 minutes into the game, I want to say, and we'll talk about why later. But um, replaying this brought up uh, something I haven't felt in quite a long time. Um, are Nazis the best video game enemies ever? That's a good question. Um... Because by all rights, you feel absolutely no remorse for doing terrible, terrible things to them. That's a very good question. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're meaning humanoid enemies. Yeah, so yeah, got, yeah, I mean... You've got Nazis, or you've got... I mean, any other warring faction of people that you might be battling with always comes with a thought of, what if I'm the bad guy? Am I the bad guy? Or, you know... Yeah, 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 or just, well, this is a bit of a shame, all of us killing each other for no real good reason. But yeah, when you yeah. kill a Nazi, you're just like, yes, take it! No, uh, the only other kind of humanoid type thing would be a zombie, and then I think that doesn't fall into the conversation we're having right now. I think you might be right. We can, uh, and other than Wolfenstein, I can't think very many franchises nowadays where you do. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D, Wolfenstein Shadow of the Colossus. Nope, that's a different game. The oh, new yeah, Colossus. But I mean, it, 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 um. Um, Wolfenstein Shadow of the Colossus I would like a lot more than Shadow of the Colossus not gonna lie um, no yeah yeah other than Wolfenstein I couldn't looking at my collection it's like I, I don't think there's another game that's not well no oh well so, surely something in the Medal of Honor Call of Duty well Call of Duty there's World War 2 but I mean well, who that's the... still like a military game Granted, putting putting a Nazi into a platformer is going to be a little weird in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So maybe they are just relegated to being the best first-person shooter enemies. But uh, so I I played uh, not not to killing Rampage, three D, for mm -hmm. approximately twenty minutes before something set in, Craig, and um, I I think you experienced this as well. How long did it take for you? 
Um, I was. I didn't make it as far as you. I was fifteen minutes, and um, yeah, something set in as well. Would you like to explain what set in for both of us, just to just to blow the gates okay. open in this podcast? Uh, well, before we get there, because I do want to explain. Uh, we probably won't be talking very much about the game because there are many YouTube channels and books and everything else that can tell you why Wolfenstein 3D was that important. But we both kind of hit on something that's kind of curious. But, uh, Craig, really quick, what did you play it on? I played it on my laptop, and then I played it on the SNES. Oh! Uh, I I played it on my PC mainly for the 20 minutes or so. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's a mouse and keyboard thing, or just just keyboard thing, because I tried both. Uh, It's getting to me. Maybe I need a controller. So I bought it on PS3, $5.99 US dollars, sir. Mm. Uh, wow, more than Road Rage. Wow. <laughs> um, and uh, no, playing it on a console didn't help any either. So the big thing we both struck upon is this game is boring. It is. It's very boring. It's very, very boring. There's... And that came as a bit of a shock. I too felt that shock. I think we must be in the very. We must have had a very similar experience in our youth. With this game, oh my god, my microphone just went off there. We must have had a very oh, okay. similar experience um, with this game in our youth, and then we've hit it for the same purpose at the same time just now, and had a very similar reaction to it again. I remember it being fun, slaughtering of people and running through corridors and everything. Now, with everything that we've been subjected to over the past 20... Oh my god, nearly 30 years since this came out. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's bloody boring. It's corridors. There's just (laughs) corridors, man. There's corridors and doors and people that you just... On a horizontal plane, you have to shoot. And that's pretty much it. And I'm not saying... Obviously, it's an old game, but there's just... There's nothing to do. There's nothing else to do. There's no even any... That's not like, oh, you've got to go and find a red, blue, and green key cards to get through these doors to unlock that. There's no side missions. There's nothing... You're just going room to room, shooting Nazis and dogs before you get Um, to a boss. Now, it also reminded me of why I didn't play a lot of first-person shooters back in the day. And it took, like, your your uh, Medal of Honors to get me back into it. Uh, mazes. And they can rot in hell. Mm. Yep. Mazes with secret walls. So you just walk along the perimeter of a room, just thrusting your pelvis at it until you hit a secret wall. And it gets really boring fast. Mm-hmm. And it made me wonder something, Craig. Is this the first game we've done... That is a well-renowned classic with good reason, but is just unplayably boring. Ooh, that's a good question. Let's have a think about this. What have we played that could have been boring, or that was boring? I mean, there's your stuff like Cosmic Space Face and all that, yeah, but yeah, it's not, that's not good. That's, that's yeah, it was not... bad, not boring. Yeah. Um... Prince of Persia was infuriating for me. It wasn't boring. It was just <laughs> infuriating. Um, God, I don't know if we've played a boring game. It makes me wonder if 
there are people out there that genuinely still enjoy playing Wolfenstein 3D because when I Googled it, right, it, it didn't have the same presences as your Doom or your Doom 2 where people are still making mods for it. They're still having a good time with Doom. Everybody seems to just kind of meh when it comes to Wolfenstein 3D. Huh. And, and and that makes me question something else that might shake me to my core, Craig. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. And this is something that would, would get you crucified. Well, the is, Nazis, is the good guys? <laughs> uh, while that may be a, a trend in America, I, I'm, I'm not part of it. Okay. Um, is Doom still fun? Oh. Surely, yes. Like... To me, to, to my mind, if I think about the original Doom and then I think about the Doom from two years ago or whenever it was, three years ago now? Oh, 2016 Doom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Although the the look of it looks great, it, Doom 2016 gave me the same feeling that original Doom gave me. It's fast and frantic fight rooms. You run in, you just kill everything that's in there and you keep on moving. There is extra bits to do you've got the key cards you've got a bit of puzzle you've got a map you've got a point you've got a purpose it's not just boring corridors the original doom was that as well it was the exact same thing with slightly less graphic fidelity (laughs) ever so slightly less because here's what's tricky for me right when i was a kid and a teenager uh doom was not a, a favorite of mine uh, as a matter of fact, I made it to like 19 before I even finished Doom 2. It just didn't do anything for me. Wolfenstein did. Like, I really liked Wolfenstein. And I, like, out of the id franchises, that was the series that whenever somebody would try to remake it, like Raven Hill, or they would just try to update it, it was like, oh, yes, it's another Wolfenstein. Makes me question my younger self because while I haven't gone back to play Doom, Doom 2016 was, as as uh, Lofty would say, flipping amazing man. <laughs> it, it's like, I really loved Doom 2016. And uh-huh. I really like New Order. I don't like New Colossus, but I love the oh. New Order. New Order was good. New Order was very good. I haven't played even even the Old Blood was good. Old Blood was fantastic. Old Blood was actually fantastic, you're right. And Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal will be out next month. Oh, oh yeah, month, that's that's a, that's a, whenever the fundage allows. I'm picking that sucker up. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my, I wonder because like, I, I haven't felt. Oh God, no, on you go, on you go. Nope, 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 nope. I was just thinking that my ten-year-old to eighteen-year-old self, what first-person shows was I playing, and I was. God, I was count, Counter Strike was always a presence in my life from when it was beta to when it was 1.3 and moved over to the Source Engine it was a constant thread on this shooty massacre type front I don't know if it well do you know what my favourite one was and it's it's Enemy Territory the Quick Balls game yeah I spent unlimited hours with that I thought it was absolutely brilliant and it wasn't Brilliant. But <laughs> no, no, it really wasn't. 
Um, by the time I I I played that I played that online copious amounts. Um, of an obviously Unreal Tournament. I never ever played Quake Arena or anything like that online. To be honest, I've, I don't think I've ever played it online. Did you ever play Unreal online? Just Unreal Tournament. I got lambasted on Unreal. Like yeah. it was Unreal. How bad I did it Unreal oh, when I played it online for the first time. Oh dear! I I used to be not too bad at it Unreal, but like the one thing that quick clicked for me, especially out of the id side of things, was Quake Wars. Which oh, I was really scared you were going to say Rage. <laughs> no, God, no! I have never played Rage. I've never played the Commander Keen games. On I've never played uh, what's oh, the other one? Hexen. Nope, never played Commander Keen. Never played Hexen. I played Hexen sixty four, and it, I, I liked Turok more. I, as I got older, like um, on the multiplayer side, you went the Counter Strike route, right? I went mm-hmm. the Rainbow Six route because. Oh. I always thought it was, you know, it was the more mature tactical game, Craig. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what smart people played. Yeah. So um, I didn't really get into Counter-Strike until, who, Counter-Strike Go, I think? Oh, my God. By that point, I was off (laughs) Counter-Strike. And by that point, like, Counter-Strike was that old game that the really old people play. Yeah. So, yeah, Counter-Strike never did anything for me. Yeah. it's kind of the same with Team Four. Anyway, anyway, we're doing the same thing we're, again. We're that doing we always the same do. thing. So, my question would be to you, sir: Are there any first-person shooters from this era that you still enjoy to this day? Holy crap! Because my favorite at the time was Duke Nukem 3D, and Duke Nukem 3D has aged like a fine milk. Oh my god. So thinking, can we count something like Half-Life? It was later 90s, but does that count? Huh. Or is that too... Do you, do that... you count Half-Life? That's an interesting question right, right there. Because <laughs> it is 3D. Uh-huh. Which means you have that full range of movement and control. Whereas maybe that's what makes Wolfenstein not interesting but then doom didn't have that either doom didn't have it and doom was still interesting because because doom had the arena side of things doom was you're in a room and there's things wolfenstein has you're walking along a corridor and you reach a big room there's a man on the left and two men on the right boom 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 end of there's you don't get that frenetic Action, you get none of that, you just run about shooting guys, and it is kind of reasonably satisfying, but it's not as a shoot. It takes you a quarter century to turn around completely. Dave, I can't think of any way to say it other than we have already described it adequately here and saying it's boring, it's just boring. It's the same thing, <laughs> you look left, you look well, right, you shoot. The dogs are even boring, and I mean. No one really well, wants yeah, to because, shoot a dog. Well, I mean, they're Nazi dogs. Oh right, okay, that's so, fine then. Th- yeah. Well, okay. So I, I, well, I, I played this like a week ago because we had some delays and we just had to push it off. But this week I was thinking about it at work, right? And I'm trying to figure out why is it boring, and I don't think it's just because it's simple, right? Because 
look at a game like Rolling Thunder is very simple, but we still yeah. really enjoyed that. That's true. Uh, so what I could peg it on that Doom had that Wolfenstein doesn't is projectiles. In Doom, you're dodging projectiles. In That's this, true. it's almost like a Final Fantasy fight where it's all right all right we're both standing across from each other let's both shoot at each other until one of us dies and like the dogs what makes dogs ah wow that sentence almost came out without uh a thing i was gonna say what makes dogs fun to kill (laughs) Um, (laughs) what makes dogs an interesting enemy in in shooters is the way they don't move like a human they zip they zag they're, they're just you know coming at you from a lot of different directions and very quickly in this nope it's straight line right at your face and you don't have to aim so all the uh challenge out of you know taking out a four-legged enemy is gone hmm that's the only thing i could come up with as for why i was so bored yeah it's a bit of a shame because i went into it with higher expectations not awfully high expectations the no, game, but this is holy grail stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I just to just to replay or regurgitate something you said that sparked something like this conversation in my head is I'm wondering what Duke Nukem 3D would feel like because I have m- very much more fond memories of Duke Nukem 3D than I do of this, and I wonder whether I would be bold playing it. I have the PS4 version. The one, mm-hmm. the like Mega Atomic, whatever they did mix, where you can play either the remastered one with new levels, or you can play the old one the way it was. I haven't really cracked into it. I got it at the same time I got Carmageddon, and Carmageddon just made me sad, and so uh, I didn't want to touch Duke Nukem. We've, yeah, we've. I think we've spoken. I bought Carmageddon a couple of years ago at Christmas time, and Ed, I still remember all the game and Edinburgh Christmas market, and I was so excited because it was there, and I picked it up and I took it. I had to have it in my possession for two days before I got home to play it, and I played it for like fifteen seconds, and I was just like, so sad, so so very <laughs> sad. So you can see why Carmageddon would fill you with enough sadness to not want to try Duke Nukem. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a whirl, but I remember some of the problems just of the era, like the mazes thing. that just drives me insane in shooters because there's not enough landmarks to be like, oh, okay, I know where I am now. It's just uh, – and the secret wall thing, is, is it always gets on my nerves. That's a pain in the bum. It's actually – do you know something else that this game has? And it's – I'm not trying to extend the conversation unnecessarily, but something I really don't like, and I'm be interested to hear if you do or not, is the um, sarcastic, aggressive nature of the difficulty select, oh. where easy is the baby. Daddy, don't hurt me. Yeah, I hate that with a passion. I absolutely. Really? Yeah, I hate it. I feel like. A difficulty select like that is m- not mocking, but it's it's you bought a game and you want you're not that good at the game, or you just want to play it through to see whatever, and you want to play it on easy, and the game kind of just takes a dig at you, and for something that you've bought and you want to play it the way you want to play it, I just feel like that's a wee bit of a I don't like it. Is that oh. a bad view? Well, no, because, you know, that's that's your opinion. I am, am exactly the opposite. You like it. 
Daddy don't hurt me with I, the BJ with I the think it, dummy. Okay, like uh, you're playing Metal Gear Solid Five. You're playing on easy. Haha. <laughs> you with have a chicken. chicken hat. Yeah. That's it's it's good. Uh, you know, you play uh, Ninja Gaiden on easy. You will get nothing but Ninja Dog. You know, it, it's. Um, I think it's a cool way for a developer to add uh, flavor and s- kind of their own personality into something as innocuous as a difficulty select. Now, I guess I can't get into the headspace of being bothered by it because it's just words. Yeah. But... I don't know. I just, I just well, see, yeah, you, just thought... you, 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 oh, damn you, Craig. Damn what? you, damn you, damn you. What? Okay, because because this brings back the Sekiro conversation, and now my brain hurts, and I don't oh, know which no. way to go again. Oh, no. Because I understand the idea of having a game be difficult by the developers. You know, it, it imparts the whole, no, no, this is a very difficult journey for the protagonist, and it would be dumb to not reflect that. Okay, that's the nice artistic side of things, not mm-hmm. them being assholes. But on the other hand... What about people with handicap accessibility problems? Yep. Do they not get a chance to finish the game? And I ah, I hate being mm. a fence sitter, but on that one, I'm so fence sitting. I I don't know which way to go. On Wolfenstein, do remember too? Like I, I guess for them, I give it a pass because back then you bought a game and that was the only game you were gonna play for six months. So adding the whole oh, I can't wait to play on Death Incarnate might have added some replay value to an otherwise yeah. static game. Mm-hmm. And it was a sense of pride when we were yeah. kids. But I mean, then, like, I get the difficulty. I get play it on Death Incarnate or, you know, like, Witcher on Death March. You did that. And I'm just like, I just could not, be, I just couldn't be bothered with it. But I think if the normal mode of the Witcher had Geralt in a nappy, I would, it would, it would bug me. Because oh, now see, like... I don't think they should ever futz with normal. Because okay. normal should always be, this is the way we intended the game to be played. You can make it harder or easier, but normal should always be safe. So normal is safe. This is the way we intended it. Wolfenstein has four difficulty modes. What one's normal? Because there's okay. two <laughs> that remember? make you look there's two that make you look pathetic and there's two that make you look like a badass. There's... Okay. Do you remember what they are? Those, oh and God, just based no. on the words, I'll try to say, okay, that's got to be... Shake them up. Don't read them easiest to hardest. Okay. Can I play, Daddy? Because that's obviously going to be the easy one. Oh, they're all obvious, Dave. They're all obvious. Oh, okay. So they are. There's Don't Hurt Me, and then there's Bring Them On, and then there's I Am Death Incarnate. Okay. All right. So, like, personally, if, if this was there were no pictures next to it, I would say Bring Them On would be normal difficulty. And I think that that's the one right before Death Incarnate, right? It is right before Death Incarnate. But... That seems a little unfair. I do believe that Don't Hurt Me might be normal. So Now see, that that is that is a dickish move. Because normal shouldn't be making shouldn't fun be... of you for playing on normal. No. So the differences are, can I play Daddy? It quarters the damage taken from the next level up don't hurt me so can I play daddy you're taking quarter of the damage okay don't so you're taking hu- 25% not 75% exactly damage um, okay don't hurt me is a normal amount of damage and a normal amount of bosses and a normal amount of enemies 
bring him on adds more enemies and then Death Incarnate adds more enemies and adds more damage. Now, from the the um, position we're coming from, I wonder if that would have been the better one to play it on. You'd have more enemies roaming around. Probably, yeah. It might be a little more tense. Mm-hmm. Huh. And do remember, too, I mean, this is coming from a man that wanted to make you his bitch. Yep. It's very true. It's very, very true. Alright. Now, two twofold question for you, bud. Mm-hmm. Number one, did this... Do you think this deserves everything it gets spoken about it, other than that it was historically important? Like what? Like, other than it's historically like, important? Like, it's... like, like, should it be as held in as high an esteem as it is within gamer culture of like, oh, that's Wolfenstein, everybody bows down, you know? It, oh, it did. no. Not this conversation. This is, this is one where I quite often end up sitting on the fence. Because <laughs> one half of you goes, at the time... This it was quite revolutionary, both in terms of you know the marketing, the fact that you're shooting zombies and uh, zombies, Nazis, sorry, uh, and dogs, and it's quite violent and all this kind of stuff. And the team that was behind it went on to do great things. It's it's important. You can't deny its importance. Exactly. You 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 just can't. But. In the, oh god, I don't know. You know <laughs> well, because what I'm thinking is, in a medium like video games, you can't do this from movies or books. This is very specifically <clears throat> video games. Does the goalpost move of like, in 1992, this was the epitome of a good game. You know, it was massive. It was everywhere. It was a cultural... <laughs> it exploded. If you're a little bit younger, think of how, not how big Pokemon was, but pretty close. Like, everybody mm-hmm. knew Wolfenstein. But does the goalpost of what is now a good game, has that moved past Wolfenstein 3D? And should we as a uh, collective say Wolfenstein is a bad game now, but it was historically important and it was very good in its day? Ah, Right, okay. With that terminology, I've got an answer that I think I'm happy with. Okay, you ready for this? Shoot. The moment you move the goalposts, you then can't retroactively take away the achievement of the game because you're assessing it against different criteria. So it became important with a set of goalposts. The goalposts move for modern times, so you you know Well that's judge. what I'm asking. Should yeah. the goalposts move? Yeah. Or should the goalposts oh okay. The, the goalposts should move because if you released a a high gra- like a four K version of Wolfenstein with the exact same mechanics and the exact same control it would be panned, it would not be a good game. So, but the goalposts moved. Wolfenstein 3D is a good game in its own context, in its own right, but you've got to judge a new game by the new goalposts. The balls are in a different cult. So when, uh, I imagine my my picture of uh, Scotland is still roughly 1800s era. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if one of your daughters walk up and is like, is Wolfenstein 3D a good game, Father? They're British now. My simple uh, answer to that would be, it was a good game. Okay. The was is very important. It was a good game. I, I can accept that for an answer. I, I can accept that, because I think that's about where I'm sitting. Yeah. Of, no, this is not a good game to play now. At all. Unless you're interested in its historical, but even then, read why it was historically important. Playing the game, you won't get it at all. 
Like oh, you... if you're playing the game, you don't get cultural context. You don't get what was available at the time, unless you do massive amount of research. Mm-hmm. You don't get it. Yeah, and hundreds of people have already done this research. You can go on to YouTube, if whatever your preferred medium is, podcast, and maybe maybe me saying that we should be doing this as well. But our take is. Lots of people have done this already. You go to YouTube, go and find a podcast, go and watch a watch a documentary. No doubt, someone shot a documentary. Go and read oh, yeah. about how important this is because everything out there will do a far better job than what we would do just regurgitating what people have already said. I absolutely agree. I am um, also like when I see YouTubers I like, uh, like like actually respect their opinion, like LGR and people like that. I always wonder if they only say they still really enjoy it because it's kind of expected. Well, this is a holy grail. You must enjoy this. But I wonder how many of them choose to play this over, like, let's say even Crisis or Far Cry. Yeah. And that, that that's tough for me to stomach because, you know, I'm I'm the guy that has thousands of old games. It's just weird for me to stomach. Um, number two, the last question of the podcast is since I didn't really grow up knowing uh, the id guys, like I played mm-hmm. Commander Keen and I, I played Wolfenstein and later on I played Doom, things like that, but they were never really like, I'm watching these guys. Are they, do they hit that star uh, developer for you? Like we hold like a Kojima or a, I don't know, Bitmap Brothers or whatever you people have over there? <laughs> well... Um, we don't have a lot over here. I, in the grand scheme of things, I think they did because what's his face? And I always remember which one. John Romero. I always forget which one. Romero's the rock lot. star, Carmax, yeah. the glasses guy. A lot, a lot, a lot of what fit into that era of rebel, not rebel. That's not the world. Because that's a very American 60s, Metalhead 50s shooters. World. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of that. So it, sung to a lot of kids in the 90s absolutely and me me included so i did think these guys are great this is such this is such a cool company and it was all down to that side of things rather than the game itself it was a whole everything about it seemed rock starry cool so quake comes out and they're like oh my god it's a new game by these guys they're amazing it was very very and that's my take on it i don't know if that was a general you know like na- nationwide no, yeah. viewpoint but that was because that was where i was for me uh, i grew up with you know mostly japanese games so i had the japanese end of like these guys are so cool um all right so if we're playing fantasy game developer do you draft anybody from id to fill one of five slots. Oh my goodness. Like, you would love to say John Romero, but oh my god, that's 25 years too late. And I think he's but still then again, like do that. Remember, you would you would not have you would not have Deus Ex without John Romero. I suppose, yeah, yeah, yep. Oh my god. I mean, personally, I go for Carmack. The stuff that dude has done is ridiculous. I, I like thinking about it, yeah, I would be on that side of things as well. Poor Tom Hall. Never gets any love at all. Let's have a look. Come on, let's have a look at his wiki page. He's a, he's, a, he's an attractive Tom Hall man. Hmm. What? Okay. What? 
I'm so, oh right, okay. Hall is the creator of the dope fish. So there's a whole part in the Wikipedia page. Hall is also the creator of the dope fish, a large green buck-toothed, belching, dim-witted fish whose thought process is restricted to swim, swim, hungry. And I'm reading this thinking, how has he created an entire species of fish? But it's in a game. <laughs> I forgot what I was... For a split second, I'm like, oh my God. Is this well, like Darwin I mean, if he too? he create life, he's obviously the best one. I know, my God. I, I, actually, I actually think... I have no idea what fun. dope fish is. I, I, it's a game. It's a game from Commander Keen. Oh, I wonder if it's oh, I wonder a if it's like a, um, a Ron Gilbert putt putt kind of thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But or anyway, Pajama Sam. Anyway, yes. Um, tell us what your five developers are when you draft for your fantasy football video game thingy bobber that we did because you know we're bored and dorks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, if you have a suggestion for us and you'd like us to take a look at a game, remember it doesn't have to follow the yearly structure like we're doing. It just will fit it in anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you can do that at thebiteffect.com where we have a fancy form for you to fill out. Um, visit our Patreon and hit the little bell icon once you subscribe. Uh, send a friend request to us on MySpace. Um, hit us up BBC Boards. Um Captain Crunch us on your telephone? I don't know. You can get a hold of us. Just Google us, man. All right. So, Craig, uh, no final thoughts? We pretty much got everything out? Uh, yeah, I think we pretty much got everything out. You heard it here first, folks. Bit effect thinks Wolfenstein 3D is a bit boring. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Next time for Retro Rewind, we are doing... Craig? It's Cool Spot. And- cool Spot! Because we go from a boring game to an advert game. I know, yeah, we've got to get our advertising in. Also, after Cool Spot, the next big, big, big game is Super Mario Odyssey, which will be interesting to talk about. All right, and we will catch you later. See you later. Bye. Bye.